Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me, as always, is my co-host, my brother, comic book artist and writer, and the guy who wouldn't push me out of the way of a moving train to save me and sacrifice a limb in the process. It's Mr. Will Robson. Say hello, Will. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you got yourself in that jam, bud. You get yourself out of it. Yeah, I can just see you standing there waving at me as the train's coming. <laughs> I'm just like, move, mate, move. My foot's stuck. Oh, no, wait. No, no that's he, was right. ter- he was frozen in fear. Yeah, that makes no sense. I mean, maybe no, we should does. wait for the review. But he gets it out. He gets his foot out and then he's on the tracks. Is it shock? Yeah, of course it's shock. Okay. He's a child that just avoided, first of all, being hit by one train to then have another one come. He probably thought that, oh, Jesus wants me to go right now. <laughs> and his he probably, brother. <laughs> he probably saw big old JC in the light coming towards him like, my son. Come Do you think me. that's why his brother became a priest? Because he saw JC too? Yeah. That's amazing. Right. JC's going to take your leg, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can have this back when you come to heaven. <laughs> I knew, I, when I saw that, I was like, there's no way in hell my younger brother would push me out of the way. No. Or end up becoming a priest either. Or, yeah, <laughs> with a wooden leg. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'd be in the confession box. Bless me, Father, I've sinned. You're like, you fucking right, you have! <laughs> <laughs> like, again? <laughs> oh, my God. Especially with the way you were as a teenager. If I did sacrifice to save you and lost my leg and you were still a priest, a prick to me like you were <laughs> as, as a teenager oh my god I'd, i would chuck my wooden leg at you, like, you are a piece of shit. well before we go into your usual art life antics that you talk about i have a email here from randy rogel the guy that we interviewed last time um lovely having him on and full of information and he followed up with a little story that i think is just so fucking cool so randy emailed me because we were chatting back and forth And he said, there was a lost episode of Batman the Animated Series that never got made. It's called The One and Only Gun Story. It was a terrific script that could not be done because of its violence. It was written, I believe, by Garen Wolfe and Tom Ruger. It's a similar structure to The Red Violin in that the story is told from the point of view of an object, i.e. a gun in this case. We follow the gun from its inception the hands it passes through, and how it ends up becoming the gun that kills young Bruce Wayne's parents. Oh, dope! That is then inciting the event which causes Bruce to ultimately become Batman. The story then continues to follow the final destiny of the gun from there. I I would love to see that episode. Can you imagine if we got that? That's freaking awesome. I love that. The fact that it starts with like the manufacturing of the weapon and then seeing it pass. I'm guessing it was probably dialogue free it sounds like one of those types of episodes you know what i mean where it's just all about the visuals so, and the music thomas and martha wayne like begging for their life oh, that'd be so i mean that's really dark if you see the point of view of the gun you just see thomas being like no not my boom yeah. <laughs> oh god but yeah that i think i can see visually how impactful that would have been but also i understand why it was cut i mean it's literally showing the point of view you you the viewer are the gun like that's messed up amazing well, but for a cartoon probably fine in modern america right they probably have a sponsorship from the nra <laughs> and be like see it was joe chill that killed his parents <laughs> not the gun he was not very chill that joe chill this is brought to you by the nra where guns are safe and no one dies on a daily basis especially children hey look little bruce wayne did he die no no children died in this one huh just the parents guns don't kill the waynes <laughs> Joe Chill killed the Wayans. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, what I mean, a cool Trump story. Trump would probably be like, could be Bruce. Bruce could have done it. No one was there. He's the only one that saw it. 
I don't believe he's just a kid. Yeah. I don't believe it. He's uh, got loads of money up there. Way man up. Spend it. <laughs> we don't know what he does with his money. We don't know. Do you know? Could I be, don't know. Could be manufacturing guns for all we know. I don't know. Tax evasion, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we hate the way it's only folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my one Trump impression on this show. Yeah, not the best, but not the worst. Yeah. All right, how is the art life going? Pretty chill. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I had a. I was going to do a Marvel gig, but it fell through, which is totally fine. Um, but I've just been doing character designs for this entertainment company that's turning one of their video game properties into uh, a manga series, and they just needed someone to come in and design a bunch of their robot characters from their video game to make them a bit more easier for uh, an artist to draw them because, you know, uh, it's going to be in a manga. These are heavily detailed robots, so I, I'm having to basically, quote-unquote, dumb them down in a sense. So I'm just dealing with a lot of people and, and to get their opinion to try and get it right. But, uh, you know, it's it's a lot easier than comics, and it's definitely a, a lot less taxing time-wise. So I've actually been able to, you know, work a 9 to 5 and stop at 5 o'clock in the evening and, you know, hang out and see what it's... It's like when the sun's still up and you're not working. And yeah, pretty good. Sounds amazing. I'm I'm really glad to hear it. You have like a very calm tone to your voice when talking about work now, which uh, doesn't always happen. It's either like, hmm. things are great, but I'm excited. Or you're like, I fucking haven't slept in three days. So. That's because... I'm not having burnout because I'm not being forced to like rush out bad art. Yeah. And the art that I'm doing, no one's going to see. This is just for someone to. And you're not condensing your time off into a little window and then like no. working the rest of it. Yeah. You're, you're, you're living a normal life. It's really I nice. So, so I hope that when this project's done, I think I've got like two weeks left on it. Once it's done, I'm hoping that it might lead to some more work because look, I, I love making comics, but, um, this is it seems like a better life right now so we'll see but i, I I've, I've got projects in the works that i'm going to be writing for other companies and yeah maybe drawing and stuff so it's not like i'm just quitting comics but i'm just dipping my toes into other forms of illustration work and exactly uh, and you can, you've always got, fine you've always got you know marvel and dc you know you've got contacts there so it's not like you're burning a bridge um you're just no, no, expanding no. your portfolio i am very nice. And bank account. <laughs> and bank account, yeah, most importantly. All right, well, let's expand our minds and get into a little caped capers, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Showtime. The Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know? It's going to be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. Okay, this week's Cape Capers has been written in by listener Gary Mason. Gary has said, Lex Luthor decides to hold auditions for the Legion of Doom. He enlists the help of the Joker and Brainiac, and it says in parentheses, can't wait to see who you cast as Brainiac, mm -hmm. to select the best of the best for his evil team. Think American Idol, but with supervillains. But before the winners are announced, Batman and Robin break up the party with help from Superman. Okay, so first of all, I'm thinking Legion of Doom, you've got that really cool bass, right? So he's just like... Oh, I can't believe my base. I'm so excited. 
I'm going to find my team, and I'm going to build the Legion of Doom. I can't wait. So they go in. Yeah, we got Lex Luthor Clinton going in. Yeah, that was a good Clinton. Thank you, thank you. And uh, then he's like, oh, hi, you must be the other judge. Judge Joker Jackson. Yeah, hey, man. Hey, you want to put a team together, huh? You want to put a little team together? Would you like to step into my Oval Office in the Legion of Doom? <laughs> Sorry, baby, you're not my type, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I do know what you're saying. and Because um... I, too, am a sexual offender <laughs> and predator. Man, you and I, we're going to get along just fine. We really That's are, right, baby. We really ne- are super villains. Yeah, never convicted, though. <laughs> Died before conviction. Oh, shamo. <laughs> I stepped down before I was properly convicted, so That's I right. get you. That's right. <laughs> oh, and then here comes our third judge, Brainiac. What about Brandoak? <laughs> Is that Marlon Brando? That's right, it's me. <laughs> I'm a very intelligent robot. Cyborg, human relations. I'm from another planet. Well, Probably uh, destroyed Superman himself. Well, nearly. I destroyed this whole fucking planet. Well, you ever fucking don't like, huh? Well, I came close to destroying Superman a couple no, times. No, you came close to fucking creaming your pants in your office. Didn't you? I, mean, I know all. I saw it. I mean, there was a time that I could have taken him out, but there was a young lady who just started working on my staff, so I, ma- I made a choice. You know, let's find out who's, you know, who should join our sweet club. Let's all you sit know, down. Joker's having a kip because I don't really feel like doing his impersonation, so he's going to sleep this one off. He's, an, a- right. he's an agent of chaos. He's so unpredictable. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I don't want to do impersonation here. <laughs> Okay, so we got the first contestant coming in now. His name is Jonathan Crane, a.k.a. the Scarecrow. Oh, yeah, you need to strike the fear in your enemies. And the only way you're going to do that is with the big crane man himself. Oh, the Scarecrow, brother, because Scarecrow's ready. I got to say, Brainiac, I like his look. I like his style. Yeah, I like I like that he's got glasses on and and a bandana and big bulgy muscles. I think that's pretty cool. And I like the way the hay comes out of of the muscles. It's got a lot hey, of hay. How's Miss Elizabeth doing? She's great, brother. <laughs> <laughs> we broke up about three weeks ago. <laughs> Tell her I'm available. Now, can we afford to have someone this muscular on the team? I would feel inferior. We're going to have many more people muscular than you, you goddamn piece of little bitch. Go build a stupid robot machine. I'll build it for you. I'll get my cousin in. I'll build him, you know, a robot. You could sit in him. I'll make it purple. I did not say cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> I said sit in him, by the way. You never make, I, I'm a, you never make I, a mistake. That's right. I don't make a mistake. <laughs> it's made of cinnamon, the robot. Actually, that's a cute nickname. And when um, I say cinnamon, I don't mean the fucking date you had last night, Mr. President. <laughs> Is there a little latch uh, in my undercarriage that is easily accessible, if you know what I'm saying, from my robot costume? You're just such a puff. <laughs> We're going to get cancelled before we even announce something. <laughs> knows about cancel culture. <laughs> I know everything, baby. <laughs> okay, Mr. Scarecrow, go wait outside. We'll tell you oh, our announcement. Yeah, not even a contest, brother. I know I got a spot. <laughs> okay, here we go. Next contestant. We've got the penguin. Fuck me, everybody. How's it going? Well, 
you know, it's pretty cool in here, man. Pretty cool. It reminds me of the bunker, which is where the Bertles first played the big gigs back in Liverpool, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sing okay. you a song. What what do you what do you have to 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 perform for us today, Mister Penguin? Well, I got a plethora of numbers I can do for you, baby. <laughs> Put you in a good mood. You know, I'm the songbird of our generation. I don't know if you know that. What well, this isn't really a singing contest, you see. It's actually trying out to be a part of a supervillain team called the Legion of Doom. Right. Well, I murder and steal and do all that type of shit too, baby. You know, I'm cool. I'm down. Okay, that's that's a lot of information. That's quite scary. Um, I do like that you have boobies, though. I might want to touch them. <laughs> You're going to get cancelled, man. I'm telling you. You can't be going around Bra- touching people's boobies. Brainiac's just nodding like, yep. <laughs> like, I'm I only feel- working on the way to fucking kick them out. <laughs> okay, Mr. Penguin, thanks for coming in. You can go wait outside. Next up, we got the master of puzzles. The genius. He's called the Riddler. Oh, oh, yes, it's me, the Riddler. Hello. <laughs> Ignore the one that came before me. He's a bit of a prick and we're having a fight at the moment. Now, I hear that recently, Mr. Nigma, you've you found yourself a woman. That's Edward Nigma to you. I'm sorry, Mr. Edward Nigma. Um, you may address me as Mr. President Lex. Big I Dad- will not. Or Big Daddy. I like Big Daddy. I only serve the king. Okay, so I recently heard that you enlisted the help of a young lady that um is Oh kind of, here we go. It's kind of taking <laughs> it's kind of taking you away from your, your duties as a super villain, and that is why the penguin and you no longer get along. If anybody should understand that it should be you, Bill. <laughs> I mean Lex. <laughs> my impression is that good. <laughs> <laughs> what about mine? I think it's pretty good right now. It is pretty good. I do like it. Yeah. Um, I I read, need... read us a riddle, Mr. Riddler. I want to hear a riddle. All right. Riddle be this. What? It's red, white, and blue, and white all over its pants. America. You, you dumb fuck. Off, you kill yourself. <laughs> Brady Act nods again. <laughs> yeah. That was a fucking softball, baby. You could have got that one. You can go wait outside, Mr. Riddler. Next up, we got. I will. We got a. Go. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm talking now. Okay. No, so am I. <laughs> Next up, we got a man who needs no introduction. Some would say, though, he would like two introductions. It's Harvey Dent, Two Face. Oh yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> hey, cool cats. I've just been dishing with the penguin back there, putting a little number together, a little two-part act, if you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> side one, side two. Ba 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 ba. Yeah, baby. So, you're looking for a not better number two, huh? Oh, he's got jokes as well. And look, buddy, where's that toilet? Because I need to take a shit if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) A number two. (laughs) You could have just said number two. You didn't have to say shit. When I poo, it comes out half dark and half light, baby. <laughs> it looks like vanilla and chocolate ice yeah, cream. When I when my piles burst, it's Neapolitan, baby. <laughs> oh God! I, I feel physically ill, <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen a lot of disgusting stuff. Most of it from me. Okay. Thank you very much, Mr. Harvey Dent. We got one more person here that wants to be a part of our evil team. His name is Mad Hatter. Oh, where? Hey, God. Hagrid. Okay. Good in the minute. Hagrid. R-E-R. R-K-E-R. 
Oh, hello there. It's quite a nice little spot you got over here. <laughs> it's a nice little spot. Mr. Jervis Tetch, nice to meet you. I am Bill, not Lex Luthor, goddammit. And this is Brainiac. Uh, Joker's asleep in the corner. I'm we... a huge fan of what you did in those wizard movies, though. Well, you don't know about that. <laughs> we really like your mind control devices, and you also have a great taste in hats, Mr. Mad Hatter. We... I do, yeah, I do. Each one is different than the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brainiac, how do you feel about Mr. Mad Hatter here? Oh, no, he's, he's, he's cool, but he's kind of a weird guy at the same time, you know what I'm saying? He is a little weird and quite hairy. I could hear what you're saying over there. i got nice big ears. <laughs> And uh, I don't really appreciate the way you talk to me like that. It kind of hurts my feelings if I have to be honest about it. Okay, security. You can escort Mr. Jervis. I uh, don't need no security. I know my way out. <laughs> I don't want to be part of your stupid club anyway. <laughs> All right. And then there's a few unexpected guests that have jumped the line and are basically okay. passing security and they're going to come running in. Well, what the fuck? You're not next on the, the agenda. Uh, I know of this person, Brainiac. He goes by the name... Bizarro. Sounds like a place where you get like a nice scoop of ice cream or something, you know? Yeah. Or maybe a good slice of pizza. Hey, have you? can you pick me up a slice from Bizarro's? <laughs> oh, yeah. Give me the garlic nuts from Bizarro's. They're really good. Oh, yeah. No, I'm quite hungry now. Okay. Let's... I have no idea what hunger is. <laughs> okay, let's hear out Mr. Bizarro. He thinks he is Superman, so just enlighten him for a little bit, okay? I just wanted to say... <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this great organization that you're planning. <laughs> We've got Gilbert Godfrey and Pizarro. He's Gavaro, Gazaro, Gazaro, Gazaro. Now, Mister Gazaro. Uh, yes. Okay, you're very loud. That's already quite irritating. I'm actually whispering. I can speak much louder if you prefer, but I might blow up the planet Earth. <laughs> so good. Now I have to ask if ask we were... away, young man. <laughs> if we were in a situation where we had to be quiet because we did not want to alert the Justice League to our location, would you be able to do such a thing? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> people, answer... Most people don't even notice that I'm in the room at the same time as them. <laughs> that just answered my question. Thank you very much. Uh, you can You're very some... welcome, young man. <laughs> <laughs> and might I say, you look like an honest guy. Someone <laughs> who I would certainly vote for in the next election. I well, bet you love your wife, don't you, sir? <laughs> very much so. Mrs. Luther and I have a very monogamous relationship. I can tell. <laughs> Thank you for your vote. You can wait outside. Uh, I know this guy's kind of an idiot, I think. I think he's one of the best people. I heard that, day. but that's fine. <laughs> he has superhero in mind. I remind you, Brainiac. You're not very smart, Brainiac. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, at least I didn't get impeached. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Next up, uh, we've got someone who's running in here. Uh, he goes by the name uh, Gorilla Grodd. Hi-ho! It's, uh, Gorilla the, uh, Grot here, and I would like to try out for your super team! Yay! 
Gorilla Grodd, why are you tiny and green? I thought you were a gorilla. Um, I had an accident in the laboratory, and now I want to be a part of your Muppet, I mean your team of friends. Uh, did you realize you just said a port? We're not, we're not going to the sea over here. We're not a ship. I didn't realize bay. that you were part of the grammar police. Oh! <laughs> oh, you got me there. Yeah, yeah. I'm a robot, but I do understand humor, and that was that was a good one. Today's word is stop being a dick. <laughs> I think you'll find that's many words. It's, it's called a sentence. That's gorilla the frog to you, asshole. <laughs> gorilla frog. <laughs> I love that. Gorilla frog. What type of physical capabilities can you bring to our team? Because we need some muscle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so first of all, I can do this. I just see a naked <laughs> hand standing in front of me now. <laughs> um, I've got Miss Piggy in the back, and she'll um, she'll fuck you up. If oh, you don't... yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Miss Piggy? I'm just going to go to the bathroom <laughs> Drain the old bills. You just hear a bunch of snorting, like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, Mr. Clinton. (laughs) Can I do a Miss Piggy? Mr. Clinton, I would like to escort you to the bathroom. Do not tell Kirby. Okay, don't tell Kirby. (laughs) Don't tell Froggy. (laughs) (laughs) Gorilla the Frog. That's his name. (laughs) <laughs> Who else can we whip out? <laughs> Time to get good now. Okay, we got... Uh, what about Black Manta? Yeah, Black like... Manta. Mario? Hoo-hoo! Black Manta! <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Wahoo! I come from under the sea! Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> he just makes his sound effect noise. He doesn't even communicate. That's how he says yes. Yeah. Okay, Black Manor, are you, uh... So you say you come from the sea? Yeah! <laughs> yeah? Like as in yes? Yeah! <laughs> Woohoo! Let's go! <laughs> I got it! <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm back now. I've just, um... I've just been in the bathroom. Mamma mia, it's the Presidente! <laughs> I got a little bit of pig slop on my leg, if you know what I mean. Oh my god. <laughs> pig face. slop. Yeah, you know, it's what they feed the little piggies. Mm. Oh, he got some. <laughs> Who's this? Black man, get out of here. We don't want you here no more. <laughs> All right, next up, we finally got Captain Cold. Yar, it be me, Captain Cold. <laughs> now, you sound like a pirate, but you dress like you're uh, in the s- north. Sailing no. the seven seas with the black manta. And we come to find that ye be the most devious lot of pirates around, ready to whip up scurvy across all of planet Earth. Yarr. That team up sounds pretty badass, and I wouldn't mind reading that in the comic book. <laughs> Captain Cold and Black Manta sounds pretty cool to me. Yar. We also are kind of a thing. Like, what type of thing? <laughs> We're doing it! <laughs> He puts his black manta in my Captain Gold. (laughs) It'd be lonely out on them cold nights on the sea. (laughs) And even though I like to be cold, I like to be warm in his embrace. My my exterior might be cold, but my heart is warm. (laughs) And it'd be warm 
for the love and embrace of the Black Manta. Yahoo! I forgot that's what Black Manta sounds like. God damn it. All right. <laughs> I think you two should go off and start I your got own. I got <laughs> I think you two should go off and start your own super team um, because you're too good for this Legion of Doom. Or as yeah. I like to call it, the Legion of Poon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, definitely getting canceled with that comment. You know what? Brainiac out. I'm not part of this anymore. I'm going to separate myself. All right, that's the end of the skit because everyone leaves because everyone hates Lex Luthor. (laughs) Where's everybody going? (laughs) Oh, man. It's like the Democratic fucking party all over again. (laughs) Hillary, are you still there? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Love the sex. Great saxophone player. <laughs> oh my god, it's Gazzaro. <laughs> it's me, Gazzaro. <laughs> I died. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. Yup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dead ghost now. <laughs> oh god. Oh, what a skit. That was that was a lot of work. Well done, bud. That was great. And thank you, Gary Mason, for writing that in. All right, if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now, as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests. And if you leave a review, we'll read it on the pod in our You've Got Mail segment at the end of each episode. Also, tell a friend about the pod or share it on your socials, as that's the fastest way to grow a podcast. Go follow us on social media at BatmanTASPod on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere but Twitter, which is at BatmanTASPod1. And that's because why? Because we are the number one Batman the Animated Series podcast. (laughs) And on our socials or in the description of this episode, you'll find our Linktree account, which includes a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money you can afford to give if you so wish. Podcasts cost money and become even harder to monetize these days. And as we aren't billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give is not necessary, but always greatly appreciated. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson, and you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date on what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the workday of a comic book artist and writer will where can our listeners find you anywhere at robson inc that's r-o-b-s-o-n-i-n-k on the internet you goddamn right all right before we get into our episode review we do a casting call where we fan cast if we were doing a live action batman the animated series what would it look like in modern day Today we have Arnold Stromwell, who's not a character that reoccurs much. We see him in this episode, and we also see him in Robin's Reckoning much further down the line. But he's still an interesting character. He's still a mobster. I think he's got a cool look, kind of a a gruff vibe that I like. So I thought we could cast him. Why don't you go first? The person I wanted to cast is dead. Uh, I think that happened to me at one point, too, when I was looking. He's an actor who played um, Danny DeVito's brother in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, he would have been so good. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He did. Right, um, okay. So I chose um, this actor because uh, of the mustache game, which I think is very yes. important. Yeah. Um, the Italian-Americanist, which is also very important. Uh, and someone who's already been in a very famous mobster thing, The Sopranos. I chose uh, John Ventimiglia. John and, Ventimiglia. I know and that he name. he is the uh, chef from The Sopranos. Oh, good shout. He's got that pencil-thin mustache. He does. Oh, that's pretty good. But he's a bit older now as well. That's pretty good. 
And anybody who's a fan, you know. Oh. Would he get? Would he go well with Brian Cox's Rupert Thorne? Would he go well with that? Like he went well with Tony Soprano, didn't he? Oh, what a good shout! Now I like it. My choice, I also like. I went with old, gruff, kind of gritty Italian American, also from The Sopranos. Oh yeah. I went with David Provel who played Richie April in The Sopranos, the one that Janice shoots in her kitchen, the one that was going to marry her. Uh, he's also been... Oh, t- yeah, that's he's, great casting. He's also been Tony in Mean Streets, which obviously is another great shout to his... like. I like of- your choice better. The reason I chose him specifically is because in that show, when he comes out of jail, he's just like, fuck whoever's in charge. And that's what I feel like Honest Drumlove's like, you know what I mean? And also I can see him being like, I don't make drugs, I make candy. You know, and I can yep. see him and, like being yeah, a Bouncing off of Brian Cox and stuff like that. Yeah. And his son being addicted to all that stuff. Yeah, I think it's he has got a bit of gravitas for all that. Oh, wicked. All right, I also really did like your choice and your choice had that mustache game because that's what my choice did not have. But it's like this weird, like long stretching mustache that's quite thin, isn't it? It's not yeah. like a thick, like Tom Selleck one. Have you seen uh, a picture of Vince McMahon recently? No. He's dyed his hair. I've got to show you. He's dyed his hair jet black um, and he's grown a pencil mustache and he looks like an undertaker has like dulled him up for oh people. no and he's he's done this look I don't does know he what, look it's... like an does he look like an old actor from the 30s or something yes oh he does doesn't he he looks exactly like he looks like he wants to play zorro you know what i mean like, yeah. <laughs> he wants to be the new zorro he looks oh, like no like a i don't know a villain from casablanca or something oh he like so that. does look like someone from the 30s or 40s yeah Yikes! So what is my he doing? choice now is Vince McMahon as Arnold Stromwell. Yeah, <laughs> buddy, I think that takes the game. <laughs> no, no, you're no. one of the serious actors. Yeah, yeah, David Probel would be a much better choice. But I, I love secretly. I'm now going to look at Arnold Stromwell and kind of see Vince McMahon, especially when he gets all angry at, at people. Where's all about my kids addicted to drugs? <laughs> um, yeah, good choice. That was really funny. All right, let's review this episode. Okay, so this episode came out on September 10th, 1992, directed by Boyd Kirkland, written by Tom Ruger and Garen Wolf, titled It's Never Too Late, featuring Kevin Conroy as Batman Bruce Wayne, Robert Costanza as Detective Harvey Bullock, Bob Hastings every time. Bob Hastings as Commissioner Gordon, Townsend Coleman as Chick, Paul Dooley as Father Michael, Josh Keaton as Young Michael, Jeff Doucette as Gabe, Linda Gary as Constant Blaine, Catherine Helmond as Connie Stromwell, Peter Jason as Mason, Eugene Rush as Arnold Stromwell, Alan Roberts as Young Arnie, and John Vernon as Rupert Thorne. Some honourable mentions here. Garen Wolfe, who, who is the writer of this episode, also wrote Beware the Grey Ghosts, um, which is an episode I can't wait to get to. 
plus one episode of Tiny Toon Adventures, and then hundreds and hundreds of episodes of As the World Turns and General Hospital. He was the head writer for both of those shows. So I guess he was started in cartoons and then went into like serious TV dramas, you know, especially Hospital, General Hospital. That was a, that was a big one. Next, we've got Townsend Coleman, who played Chick. I'm not sure who Chick was in this episode. I guess he must have been one of the goons that, like, was part of... The Rupert ginger Th- one? He's either, yeah, I think he's either with Rupert Thorne or he's with Stromwell's. Right. But I think, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's... Or is he the, the guy with, with black hair that looked a bit like John Burtonall that was with uh, the other guy? Yeah, I, he's one definitely one of those. But he is known for voicing The Tick, the cartoon The Tick, Corporal Caperman in Inspector Gadget, Young Silvermane in Spider-Man the Animated Series, and finally he voices Michelangelo in Teenage Mutant Ninja nice. Turtles. Then we've got Paul Dooley, who plays Father Michael. He was wimpy in the Popeye movie. Do you remember the Popeye movie? I do, yeah. So this guy that plays Father Michael, I think you'd recognize... His face, Paul Dooley. He's also Mr. Spritzer in Hairspray, Sarge in Pixar's Cars movies, and Cheryl's dad in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, I know exactly who that is. Yeah, so that's Father Michael. He's the one as well. Like That's when uh, he comes into the house, and I think it's like Easter or something like that, and Larry hasn't stapled the the cross on the door. Mm. Do you remember? That was so oh, yes. fucking funny. Wait, then we... He makes the whole like birth of the... Of jesus like in his front garden oh god that's right and then he's smoking a cigar and the whole thing lights on fire and it's amazing it's so good so that's the voice of father michael next we've got jeff doucette as gabe he was possum in dr doolittle death sergeant in bedazzled and father crowley in desperate housewives then we've got Catherine helmond who is connie stromwell Edith Mintz in the movie Overboard and voiced Lizzie in the Cars movies. She passed away at the age of 89 in 2019. And we got Peter Jason as Mason, who is Gilbert in They Live and Master Boyd in the Mortal Kombat movie. Do you know who Master Boyd is in the Mortal Kombat movie? Because I don't know who that is. Nope, no idea. No, so not many people that I recognize but have done works that I recognize in this episode. Uh, and then a shout out to Linda Gary, who's Constance Blaine, who we've had in this before in Two-Face. Uh, Linda Gary is also the voice of Aunt May in Spider-Man, the animated series. OK, my utility belt of fun facts. Not many facts, but some cool ones nonetheless. The character Arnold Stromwell comes back once more in the show in Robin's Reckoning, part one. Noted director Boyd Kirkland said, I like shows that get into human dilemmas where you see the characters' minds. This is one of my favorite shows, meaning this episode. Another reason I like this so much is that Batman is not driving around playing catch up. He knows what's going on and is behind the scenes manipulating the situation to serve his ends. To me, this is the epitome of how batman should be portrayed interesting i agree with some of that but uh, other bits of it i disagree with um bruce tim said of the episode it's a really witty script and boy kirkland did a great job directing his storyboards were staged brilliantly there's this one great shot on the storyboard you're looking at a church and the camera pans up to where a restaurant is and i found it was the first time i actually thought of gotham as a real place it's easy for the city to just be a backdrop but here in this episode it felt like it had geography which I agree with. I, I agree thought, with that, yep. Yeah, I thought the sets and the the cinematography was really good. Um, 
Much of the plot of this episode bears some similarities to Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol and the film It's a Wonderful Life, with Batman acting as the guardian angel. He's even called a dark angel at one point by an onlooker, showing a cruel man familiar places and jogging old memories of his past in an attempt to change his ways. I could right. see that. Yeah, yeah, it's very It's Wonderful Life and Christmas Carol. The relationship between Arnold Stromwell and his brother, Father Michael Stromwell, bears resemblance to Angels with Dirty Faces, which came out in 1938, which revolves around a gangster and a priest who are best friends in childhood, find themselves on opposite sides as adults. Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. Oh, I thought you would have, maybe, Mr. Film School, seeing something like that. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've seen a lot of movies. I haven't seen all of them. <laughs> well, you haven't seen this one, but it does no. sound similar. Gangster and a priest, best friends when they were young, and then opposite sides as adults. That's this... similar. Similar vibes of that in that um, movie I watched last year with Robert De Niro and uh, Kevin Bacon. And it was like Robert De Niro was the priest and he was trying to get kids out of joining this gang. And he grew up with the the guy who runs the gang. So it sounds familiar to that. Oh, maybe that's just a running theme through movies every like 20, 30 years. They make something like that. Hmm. Uh, what did you think of this episode then? Let's get into it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you. I mean, I... I think the animation was really good. Uh, I think it looked really sharp, had like the vibe of this show. You know what I mean? Like it felt real like Gotham and, and Batman that we're used to. The studio that animated this was actually called Spectrum. And the episodes we've seen so far that they've animated are On Leather Wings and POV, which we both really liked the look of both those episodes. So that makes sense. They also really like to make Batman's nose bend down and curl more. Did yeah, you notice that I the like side? that little bend down. Yeah, you do. I remember when you were drawing Batman, like back in the day when you were learning, you know, what your Batman looked like. I remember you testing that out. Um, lots of Batman leaping at the screen or punching or kicking the screen, like that perspective that you're the villain getting beaten up POV. by Batman in this. POV! Oh, shit. Uh, it's crazy that we get the word drugs in this episode and references to drug dealing and organized oh, yeah. crime. None like, of this shit would fly in Spider-Man the Animated Series. No way. Not to mention seeing Stromwell's son actually, like, is a heroin junkie in rehab. Well, they never say heroin. Well, OK, he's a drug addict that's in rehab. But the way he was acting, he he was on some hard shit. It wasn't like, yeah, oh, I, I've got weed withdrawals. <laughs> like that, that dude was going through some shit. Um, and it's fucked up that Stromwell says no one makes them take them before mm. seeing his kid and like all of that. It's just it's I thought it was really well told for a 22 minute kids cartoon. It it's... was some dark shit. What did you think of the music of this episode? Didn't notice it at all. Yeah, I I gotta say, like, the only music I noticed is when the train was coming, and it's like this really, like, almost, like... I love the way they did the train as well. It was just a cloud of smoke with a light in it for a while before it finally showed itself. And I don't know, it just sounded like this sort of intense, like, old-school vibe to the music I'd, that I really liked. I'd say this is the most noir episode we've seen so far, because... More than like, POV? Yeah, because... Just like the someone like, you know, it reminded me a bit of uh, the movie Vertigo with like his PTSD Ooh, towards yeah. seeing the train and stuff like that. And just having like something in the past that you're not over yet. And this brother connection, all that stuff and the mob and and like the way Batman was operating in the shadows, which I actually really thought was the best part of this episode was yes. when the guy was like, where are you? And the, like the animation of the torch going up the body, I was like, oh, this is like a horror movie. 
I know. I love that. I thought that was really well done. I did laugh, though, because I thought, like, if they went a little further, where Batman, like, grabbed the unconscious goon's arm and, like, pretended to wave at the guy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm over, over here. here. I'm okay. <laughs> Why do you have a Midwestern accent? <laughs> what are you talking about? This is the way I've always speaking. <laughs> Go Bears. <laughs> Batman's so tired from holding up this really fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have a sleep now on the floor. <laughs> just lays him down. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no bat here, and I'm getting real tired. You just see Batman's face clearly just still doing the voice. Time to have a sleep now. Don't go looking in the cupboard in the corner. No Batman in there. They're so confused. They're like, what is going on? Behind the door. Don't come in the door. Oh, I'm still asleep now. <laughs> Somebody found it, not the Batman. <laughs> it was me. Stash. That's what they call it, Stash, because he stashes all his farts. Oh, it stinks. <laughs> A door's oh. going to open, it's not the Batman. <laughs> not the Batman, just open the door for my stinky farts. Oh, God. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Didn't it, you know that I'm from Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> but that was a really great scene, I agree. Is there an unwritten rule in this show, by the way, where mobsters have to compliment their boss whenever they're on TV? Because one of Stromwell's men says right at the beginning, hey, that's a nice picture of you, boss. And <laughs> really? I'm, yeah, and I'm like... Uh, who took that picture of you, boss? <laughs> That was uh, me at the uh, annual end of year rap party, huh? <laughs> you said, uh, hey, someone just grab a camera. And I was standing there and I took a picture. And then you seem to use it on like all your Facebook profiles <laughs> and your social medias and even the news is using it. So, yeah, that's a good picture. That's a good picture. <laughs> yeah, I took that one. Hey, that was me. Give me credit. <laughs> I should be credited and paid. <laughs> Yeah, so I and then later on, Bullock sees Gordon and Gordon's like, What are you looking at? And he's like, Your hair looked better on TV. And I'm like, What, yeah, what is with this that? city? Everybody in this city is just like talking about how good people look on TV. Um it's weird that Commissioner Gordon, speaking of Gordon, is being interviewed about the war between the two mob families. And instead of saying, like, we're gonna put an end to it, he says, In this case, it looks like youth has the edge. I'd say Stromwell is about to be retired. And I'm like, do you know what happens in the mob? Mm, yeah. They don't retire. They fucking kill them. Gordon's like, fuck them. Let them kill each other. Baby. <laughs> It'd be great if, like, I was thinking, like, they had bets on, like, it was, like, yeah. some sort of fantasy football league, but for mobsters, where they're like, ah, my guy just got whacked. I got a redraft. They probably do. I guarantee you that's happened at a police station somewhere in the world. Uh, fantasy football, but for crime? For mobsters being whacked, right? That's amazing. I love um, that. I you know what else I realized watching this episode is that have Batman and Gordon even met yet so far on the show? This is I'm so confused about the timeline of this show because we watched Pretty Poison and there was that jail break where the guy's like, Who are you? And Batman's like, You must be new in town or whatever. And Batman's existed for a long time because we saw that like Yeah, however but they can get away with like the mythology of that character being around, you know? I guess, but we but we know from Robin's reckoning He's been Batman for a long time because he adopts Robin as a little kid. We know from Mask of the Phantasm, he's been Batman for a long time because he pretty much breaks up maybe, with Andrea. Maybe he's, maybe he's just been that good of being in the shadows for that long. I guess, but you're right. Like It seemed like Gordon, when he 
when that that whole like explosion happened and that guy's like i saw him he was a dark angel and he like took stromwell across the rooftops and gordon wasn't like oh that's batman he was kind of looking at him like what's this guy talking about it was weird i don't know the timeline sometimes i'm like are we like batman year one in this episode or are we yeah like... we definitely are yeah it feels like it right like hopping around batman versus mob is always batman year one yeah i guess you're right so when stromwell looks at the painting of his family it was supposed to be this love. Yeah. It was supposed to be a loving moment, but did you see how haunting their faces are in that picture? His son looked ridiculous. It looked like the front of his face was trying to like open a hole and was absorbing all of the characteristics <laughs> of his face into the center of his face. And also, his wife looked like she'd been poisoned by the Joker. She had this terrifying yeah. grin on. It was such a serious moment of like, oh, my child's been kidnapped, and looking at a like a sweet picture of him, and it's just like this big time doy doy just being like. Yeah! <laughs> This whole family of jokerized. Save me, Papa! <laughs> You're gonna miss this smile and this face. I love you <laughs> and heroin. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Come on. Um, what did you think of Bruce disguising himself as a passed out drunk at the I restaurant? I thought the moment we did that, I was like, you can't get that past me, Bruce. I know that's you. It's great though, man. I love Bruce disguising himself. Yeah. Did you I, see also that his uh, glass of whiskey was full as well, which I appreciate? Oh, that's clever. No, I didn't see that. That's a nice touch. Uh, Kevin Conroy definitely voiced the large waiter and the owner of the restaurant who kicked disguised Bruce Wayne out yeah. because he goes, come on, buddy, you're out of here. And I was like, that's definitely Kevin Conroy. I really like when Stromwell is on his way to the meeting with Thorne and they stop at the railroad crossing and the oncoming train light flashes, sends us into a flashback, like the flash of the light is a flashback beginning. I thought that was really clever. The mob meeting at the restaurant gave me Godfather vibes. I thought that was real, like, Godfather set up where they were, like, planning on killing Stromwell and blowing him up and it just had this whole, like... Yeah, it gave him, a, like, a bomb. It's just a classic mob thing to, like, put someone in a situation where they're going to whack him. It reminded me a bit more of, like, a Goodfellas situation, really, where you... Like, yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. And then they're like, what's going on? And then suddenly, boom, they, they're going to get killed. Yeah. God, that's so good in that that movie where he, no one's in the room and he's like, oh, fuck, boom. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> he just knows he's dead. He, he knows he's dead. Uh, when Thorne says to Stromwell, we made the news today, I was half expecting him to be like, did you like my tie? Did you like that? Great picture of you, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> who took that picture of you? I, I could do it with a picture of that myself. I don't know who gave me this tie, but I, I, I love it. <laughs> Next time you got a new picture, you can borrow my tie. Both of the men that are told to wait outside <laughs> are basically like, what'd you get in for Secret Santa this year? There's also a picture hanging on the wall in the restaurant of a plate of food and it's just a plate of green mush. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Anti-pesto or whatever. Come come eat at a, a lovely Italian restaurant. We've got big plates of green mush just for you. It's delicious. Hey. This looked like mushy peas on a plate. I was it's like, what a guacamole. We are uh, <laughs> switching it up. Uh, yeah. We are changing our culture. Um, <laughs> so what did you think of Thorne's setup to blow up and kill Stromwell? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, he had a cheeky little face when he walked away from me. He was like, ah, I'm going to blow yeah. bitch. And they had like a little code to, because mm. he had to tell the owner, like, hey, by the way, like, get him a nice plate of, I think it was like antipasto or something. Get like him that. a nice plate of green goop. 
I did like seeing Batman appear to save him right before the explosion went off. Like Batman just comes into frame. I thought that was cool. Yeah. I felt bad for the owner of the restaurant, though, because he had to blow up his whole livelihood oh, just to kill a mob boss. Insurance claim money or whatever. Well, yeah, he's probably on the take. So uh, I did crack up at Batman carrying Stromwell on his shoulders as he like parkoured across the rooftops. It was like Stromwell weighed nothing and Batman was treating it like a workout. And I just laugh thinking, like, do you think he practices on Alfred in the Batcave with picking people up? Like, <laughs> Alfred's <laughs> least favorite game? Pick up yeah, the butler? Yeah, he probably does. Like, <laughs> it's time to play Pick Up the Butler. Oh, sir, not again. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this again? Oh, wee! <laughs> yeah. Ah, it's actually quite fun, this. I can feel the breeze through my two hairs. Ah! <laughs> Alfred, we're about to jump the canyon. Oh, dear! Oh, dear. yeah and like later on batman even ties a rope around a pole and then has this weird grin on his face as he picks up stromwell sideways like a baguette and jumps off the roof with him (laughs) (laughs) so i felt like we had way too many moon transitions between scenes in this Mm. at first i was like okay they pan from one moon to the next but it's the same moon that thorn's looking at like the same exact positioning but he's looking at it out his window. So I'm like, okay, we've got like a transition in the scene. But then they look at the moon again and they transition above Gotham City and some bats fly past it. And I was like, that's three moon transitions. Like, yeah. calm the fuck down, guys. When Batman takes Stromwell to the rehab center, we were talking about this before, he says he doesn't make drugs, he makes candy. Uh, and even in the flashbacks, he offers his brother candy on the train tracks. So that got me thinking, like, what if Stromwell actually did make candy? He wasn't a mobster or anything. He just, like, got stereotyped as one, but <laughs> he makes the best candy. That's what they wanted to do. <laughs> some people get addicted because they taste so good. <laughs> and some people lose their legs from diabetes. When they too much <laughs> like my brother over here. He says he wants a train, but he lost that leg, like, ten years ago. <laughs> to email too many sweets. The name Strummer even sounds like an old-timey candy, like, like I don't yeah. know, like Werther's or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, have you had those caramel Stromwells? Oh. <laughs> They're to die for. Powerful line performed by Kevin Conroy when Batman says to Stromwell, all your power and money has brought you an empire of misery. I thought that was really cool. I like that, just, like, hitting hard, like Batman being like, you ain't got shit, buddy. He's like, you too, and he's like, Hey, <laughs> it's a different type of misery, okay? Uh, I loved when Rupert Thorne, when he finds all his men tied up after that scene, he just goes, you blow it, you jerks! <laughs> and I just love the way he just, like, says it with just such, I don't know, such tenacity. You blow it, you jerks! I want to start saying that whenever someone makes a mistake, I'm a, like, or even if I make a mistake by myself, just be like, you blow it, you jerk! It's the same as vibes in Hololo. Look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah, this there's similar vibes. You're right. So it must have been horrifying for Stromwell. Like after the train left that scene, I know we cut away from that flashback, but imagine staying with that scene. Like the train leaves and he just sees his brother on the ground with like a severed leg and like blood everywhere. Like it's really fucked up because that's Can what they? happened. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's not getting a model train kit for Christmas this year. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was weird that Michael is the younger brother because he looks so much older than Stromwell. Like, he's bald, like, what hair he has left. Yeah, but Stromwell's probably dyed his hair. You know, he's got a black tash as an old man. That's usually a clear sign that he's dyed his hair, like Vince McMahon. Yeah, that's true. 
but yeah, I, I was like, man, he must, Michael must have had a hard life. Like he's got white hair, he's bald, like looks older. And then Pushing I was like, leg. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, a train ran over his leg when he was like fucking seven. He's definitely had a hard life. Hey, li- list everything you said there again. I was like, bald, bald, what Harry has left is white, like looks older than he actually is. It's, it's you in five years. Fuck you! <laughs> like off to do- on adult no, onset diabetes. Don't, don't put that curse on I ate too much of my own brother. I ate too many Stromwells. <laughs> it's funny that Batman keeps on taking out anyone that tries to interrupt the Stromwell brothers as they're like having a heart to heart. Like it was like an intervention, and every time someone tries to interrupt Batman, would be like, "Nope, you're not allowed. They're having this is their next moment. They need to work this out. <laughs> Get out of here. Stop it." No, put the gun away. They're about to have a breakthrough. <laughs> he just told him he loved oh, him. Sorry, I didn't know this was a big therapy thing. <laughs> so the episode ends with the police arriving and Stromwell saying, Commissioner Gordon, I have a statement to give you. As Batman watches on the rooftops and then turns to look at the church and smiles. And I took that to imply that the inclusion of religion was the one thing that saved Stromwell because he like looks at the church and it pans in on it. And I think that was like a little underlying kind of like symbolism of religion saved Arnold Stromwell in this episode. Now that shit should be banned from a kid's cartoon. Right? Yeah, I thought that too. It'd be amazing if we stayed on Stromwell for a few more seconds though. He's like, I have a statement to give you. And then he follows up with your hair looked better on TV, Commissioner Gordon. And he just like walks away. And he's a free man. I gotcha. <laughs> Cause if you're Stromwell, would you turn yourself in at that point? Like, no. Your stop, money, just stop making the drugs, right? But also, like your money and your criminal empire is pretty much all you got left. Your wife divorced you. Your kids a mess. Like, yeah. But nothing's... how about just pass your criminal empire on to somebody else, and then you just go look after your kids and try and fix a broken relationship at this point in your that life. That says that's the difference between you and me because I double down. I'd be like, I'm gonna sell more drugs. I'm gonna earn more money. And that's how Breaking Bad went. <laughs> look how well that went for him. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, and that is the end of the episode. Next episode we're reviewing, bud, is titled I've Got Batman in My Basement. Oh, a classic. Yeah, do you remember what that episode is about? Uh, The Penguin and there's kids and Batman's in the basement. That's right. This is the first time we're ever going to see the Penguin in this show as well. And it is notoriously next to the Underdwellers said to be one of, if not the worst episode of this entire show. So I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> but yeah. then we, we like the Underdwellers, didn't we? We're like one of the few people that actually were like, you know what? This isn't as bad as we thought it was going to be. And nah, I always root for an underdog. So I'm, I'm rooting for this to be a good time this time around. Okay. Hopefully we enjoy it. All right. Our first game of the day is Riddle Me This, William. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> this is a game I play with my brother, where I ask him several questions about the episode we just watched to make sure he's play- paying attention. You can also play along at home. Question one, buddy. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is the name of the restaurant where Thorne and his men have their meeting and later meet with Stromwell? The name of the restaurant is also the name of the owner. The clue is it begins with a P. Pacino's. No, it's a real, like, average name. In fact... Porky's. It's the name of a saint. Peter's. 
Yes, it's Pete's actually. So. Saint Peter, won't you take my soul? I owe my soul to the company store. Because Rubenthorn's like Pete, Pete, as if every time he addressed the waiter, and Pete right. was the guy that kicked out drunk Bruce Wayne as well. Question two: What is the one code of honor rule that Rubenthorn has, and even says to Strumwell? You know, I don't touch families. Love that. Yep, correct. Really like that. Question three: After the explosion, a very stoned or drunk onlooker says, "Heavy, heavy uh, barbecue action, bro." Yes, I was gonna say that's. The, I was like, finish the rest of it. Heavy barbecue action, man. Well done. Four points for that. Question four: According to Bullock, what sweet Italian dessert did Pete make the best? Um, there's not too many, so I'm gonna say cannoli. Correct. They made the best cannolis. Hey yo. Question five: What is the name of the rehab clinic where Stromwell's son is being kept? Clue: It brings first light. Dawn. No, but there's a, what's another way? What's another word for dawn? Morning. No, that's a pretty good guess, but uh, it's called sunrise. Yeah, pretty. All right, our next game is Ace the Bat Sound. This is a game I play with my brother where I play a character's theme tune or light motif for all you music heads out there, and Will has to guess who it belongs to. He gets extra points if he can describe what happens in the episode, or if he can name the episode. And typically, the music is all from the character's first appearance in the show. Are you ready for your musical clip? Yep. No, we've had Brace already. We had him a few episodes ago. It's not a bad guess because I can understand why you would think that. Um, Tally Al Ghul. All right, I'll give you a voice clip. Yeah, here's our voice clip. Gotten a second wind, have you? Good. This will make your defeat all the more satisfying. Shut up and fight. Oh, I don't know the name of this character. No? No. You don't have to know the name. That's fine if you don't know the name, but what, like, what... There's a particular name to the type of fighter that he is. Martial artist. Yeah, so there's a martial artist. There's a type of martial artist that we really love. Ninja. Yeah, okay, ninja is what I'm looking for. Red ninja, tiger ninja. Uh, It's called Night of the Ninja, uh, the episode. That's Um, too tough, but that's, like, that's so... Z-list episode character. Once you heard the clip, though, you were stunned. Down, you, you, you were there. You're like, yeah, oh, I, I don't know the end. Yeah, and when I heard his voice, I knew who it was. I was just like, wow, I haven't thought of that episode, you know, since I saw it on TV as a kid. Yeah, and they're they're pretty good episodes from what I remember. So, the famous Batman villain, the Ninja. <laughs> the Ninja. 
Kiyodai Ken is his name. <laughs> ah, yes, Kiyodai Ken. <laughs> Everybody knows Kiyodai Bat, You know, Riddler, Joker, Two-Face, Kiyodai Ken. Okay, let's get into our last segment of the day. You've got mail. Oh, by the way, this came for you an hour ago by Messenger. You've got mail. Thank you, Alfred. Why does that make me laugh every time? It's so stupid. <laughs> I love that it does. All right. We got some great mail today, bud. We've got a lot of people from our last episode, lots of listeners writing in, which is really great. So I'll rattle through some of these. We've got Keith Chief, five stars in Apple ah, Podcasts. Keith Chief. He gave us ah, five yes, 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 yes. Keith, Keith, Keith Chief. <laughs> the Sewer King has returned. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Yes, Keith, Keith Chief. <laughs> He's given us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Best Batman pod. Definitely the best podcast for any Batman the Animated Series fan. Very nice. Best Batman pod. Thank you very much. Also, Sal Bergerda. Five stars on Apple Podcasts. Fantastic podcast, he says. My new must-listen as a massive Batman the Animated Series fan. Great hosts and episodes. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you so much, Sal. Next up, Hot Fuzz 87, five stars on Apple Podcast. He says, the dynamic duo of pods. Great back and forth with an obvious passion for Batman. Looking forward to more. Thank you very much, Hot Fuzz. We've got GS Willis, five stars on Apple Podcast. He said, I have loved everything you guys have done with the Spider-Man podcast, so I'm so stoked for this. Keep up the great work. That's really nice. Thank you for listening, GS. And then we've got Callaloo is Bratty on Spotify. Kalalu said, y'all are doing great. Keep up the great content. BTAS is my favorite animated show and of all time, and I'm looking forward to every episode of the podcast that you release. That's very nice as well. Finally, we've actually got a question from a listener, which is at Kappa Kiev 9672 on YouTube. Kappa said, this is way too early to ask, but will you be covering the new Batman Adventures, which is when they redesigned this show, and Batman Beyond in the future as well? Um, we'll definitely be covering the new Batman adventures for sure. Like, yep. there's some great episodes. It counts. I, I can I consider them the same, one and the same. You know. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's it's still Batman the animated series to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, but Batman Beyond, uh, it's a good question. I guess we'll have to wait and see as we go on. I mean, there's definitely a few episodes of Batman Beyond that I would like to review. Because yeah, I, I'm not up for reviewing the whole show. I didn't love it as much as. These other ones. And there's other cartoons out there like Samurai Jack that I'm much more interested yeah, so in reviewing than Batman Beyond. I think I agree with you. I think when we get to Batman Beyond, we'll we'll review the episodes that specifically focus on Bruce and his story as, as being Batman, right? Like there's one or two that's about his past that comes back. And also the Return of the Joker movie is very good. So yeah. I think I think those will be good ones to do. And that will be it. Um, and thank you everyone again for writing in if you guys want to do that you can contact us at batman tas pod on socials or batman tas pod at gmail.com and whatever you're listening to us on right now please give us a five-star rating and a written review as it means so much to us and it only takes a couple seconds and it helps us out tremendously thank you so much all right what are you doing with your life, buddy? What are you putting in all your holes? <laughs> That's the new... I want to change... I was thinking... I was listening to the last episode. I want to change what you're doing with your life with to what are you putting in your holes? <laughs> what's, what's filling your holes? What's filling your holes? <laughs> That's the title of this segment right. now. Well, buddy, what's filling your holes? Well, what's currently filling my holes is... Uh, I finished Beef on Netflix. Very good. Love the ending. Great, right? Um, And it's really throw me back into like 
that music. I really love the song uh, The Reason by Hoobastank. I mean, it's a good song. I've been listening to a lot recently. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't realize that this song is actually secretly. I'm not a perfect person. Love it. Na, 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 na. Oh my God. And then the melody changes in it and stuff. It just very, very good. I listened to that in the shower this morning. I've got a question for you now that you've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Because I actually haven't Googled this and I was thrown off by, I think it was the second to last episode of that show where. What is with the deal? And if anybody, spoilers for beef right now, okay? If anybody hasn't seen it or gotten as far as, as the yeah, as We're giving you five, four, three, two, one. Okay, here comes beef spoilers. Okay, what is the deal with the demonic creature thing that she sees as like a little, when she was a little girl, all the way up to being a teenager, she sees this like witch. What is the deal with that? And even at one point when she's like, having anonymous sex in a hotel room with someone, she sees herself as this, like, witch creature. Do you know what I'm talking about? What's the deal with that? I don't remember that? that at all, for some weird reason. Are you serious? It was, like, <laughs> yeah. the f- it was like half an episode that this... In fact, it was a whole episode where this thing kept on coming back. to that episode. You didn't see the weird witch woman with, like, the hook nose and, like, the dark eyes? She's creepy, bud. No, I missed that completely, apparently. Do you watch things? Maybe I fell asleep during an episode or something, but I don't remember that at all. Shit. Okay, I guess I have to Google it then. All right, never mind. Yeah, it was really weird. You're like, wait a minute. (laughs) Did Did I? Did I? Did I fall asleep and dream it? Did I see a ghost in the show? Yeah, shit. Did I? No, it definitely happened. I definitely saw it. I don't remember any witch ghost lady at all. Oh man, you should Google it and then, or ask your wife because she was probably awake watching it. It was, yeah, it was really weird, but a great show. When that, they don't wrap it up, they don't wrap that storyline up. You're just supposed to be like, oh, okay, she's, she, this at, is going to pay off, and it never does. At first, the way the second to last episode ended, I was like, oh, I kind of should have ended there, right? Like perfect ending, them both driving off the cliff together. I thought that that was uh, good, and then the next episode started, and they got a bit all tall with the crows talking to each other. Where I was like don't like that shit like what yeah it's like so unnecessary but then them becoming like best friends and like loving each other through nearly dying in the woods together was just really good and funny yeah i love and that. i loved when they 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 switched like who was talking and and all that stuff so yeah no it was a good show in the end so i liked that so that's one hole filled <laughs> uh, another hole filled is mandalorian the whole season is now over uh, what did you think about it as a as a whole this season? I well, I know there was a lot of studio meddling in this season, and you can tell that's for sure. Yeah, you can. It's uh, I found out recently that John Favre, John Favreau. I found out that he never wanted um, them to be reunited in the book of Boba Fett, and the studio forced that on him. That's such a shame because I thought that was just such a great bookend to the entire show. It was like that was their journey, you know, and then that's it. And I don't mind following Din Djarin afterwards. No, it was but, supposed to be them separated for a while until they get back together to make it more palpable when they do, which is the way it should have been. Yeah, yeah, you're right. If they so, are going to reunite them, wait a while. Shoving him into Book of Boba Fett, yeah. I've, uh, th- look, there's a lot of studio meddling going on now um, with the Star Wars franchises, and I've kind of lost interest in all of them. I, to be honest, I've, I've lost interest in Mando. I really have. That's, I mean... I thought this season was... Didn't go I thought it was. I thought it was okay... I I guess because I hadn't seen Rebels and I I wasn't big in the Clone Wars, like I watched some of it, that I guess like the whole Siege of Mandalore and them taking it back just didn't have that impact that I was hoping it would. You know, like 
there was this whole build up to they reclaiming their homeland, and I just didn't didn't care at the yeah. end of the day. I didn't um, care either. And all of the clone stuff and like leading up and all it was was just Moth Gideon being like, I wanted to clone myself. And, and Moth, then he dies. Moth Gideon he just, just pops up for two episodes and bounces. Like, not good. Yeah. And why do they always create a, a cool looking bad guy suit and then off those people immediately? Like, they did that in the new Star Wars, the Disney one with the Silver Trooper, whatever her name is, Captain Phasma. Yeah. And she's dead in like after 10 scenes. It's weird. Same with Boba Fett. The cycle continues. But um Yeah. I uh yeah, I just think that it's there's no creativity in it right now. The people that are trying to be creative in it, I think uh not being able to get their voices across the way they probably should do. This is pure conjecture, obviously. Mm. Um but uh yeah, I've lost interest in it. I've lost interest in Marvel, DC, Star Wars, uh any nerdy properties right now. I'm not getting my fix from that. I'm getting it from other weird places like Succession and stuff like that. And Beef, yeah. Yeah, where I'm just looking for something that's a uh, a dark comedy, really, is what always tickles my nuts or fills my hole in this case. <laughs> that's definitely what fills your hole is now the title of this segment. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it. So that's the pod, Guy? 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 That's that yeah, took a bad me... guy. What am I, back that... in Vermont smoking weed with yeah, a I was gonna stranger? Say, that took me back to my New England hey, days. Guys. Hey, gay. Well, that's the pad, gay. Do you want to add anything before we go? Nope, none of that, gay. <laughs> and then I went mid. Then I went like go, like the bears. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> All the accents from this episode just You're fucked me up. You're all over the place. Well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us Whoa. next time when we'll continue talking. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something when I said it like that. Well, Join that's in. about all the time we've got for this week. <laughs> Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. And I've been Braniac. And remember that we are vengeance. Uh -huh. We are the night. We are a podcast. No, so... Give us a five star rating. I'm gonna come through your computer. I'm gonna smack you. He'll do it too. I've seen him. Do I will. It. I'm violent. And if you don't do it, I will. No, I'm not gonna say don't. that. <laughs> Try not to get canceled, Alex. Toodles. Goodbye. Guess what I ordered. I ordered a wraparound green screen that goes on the back of your chair. It literally sits on the back of your chair and it's meant for Zoom meetings. So I will be in the back game the next time we record. I hope Kat walks in on you and she's <laughs> just you like behind a green screen chair. That's so silly. You wouldn't even see me. You just... <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She giant oval. Oh. Got some heartburn from them prawn and cocktail crisps, baby. Prawn cocktail. I Ooh. found a new love for them, man. They are so good. Speaking of flavors of crisps, I got my wife for her birthday. It was a random present where I got... Do you remember how I sent you an article the other day that was like uh, sweets that we had from when we were kids and I was blowing your mind with nostalgia? Of like, yes. I remember those things. Well, like, I bought a bunch of them because I was like, I think it'd be fun to sit down with my wife and try a bunch of these old sweets that I had as a kid. Well, in America. Yeah. To see what she thinks. So I got um, uh, Big League Chew. Oh, shit. Except they brought the wrong flavor. They brought grape because sour green apple was my favorite. Oh, yeah. I love sour green apple. Grape's pretty good, though. 
it's not bad. That's why, like, I had it. I was like, mm, fine. <laughs> My God. Um, so I bought a bunch of random stuff, and then I just saw randomly honey mustard Pringles. Ew. And I was like, No, well, that's a I know condiment. I... So, so is prawn cocktail. No, prawn cocktail's a dish. It's an appetizer. It's a dip. No, it's prawns and then cocktail oh, sauce. Yeah, but the cocktail sauce, which is what it is. But you have dip no prawns in, in them. There. No, but you dip prawns in it. Prawn cocktail. Yeah. So you dip the prawn in the cocktail sauce and that's There's the so combo. many barbecue cr- chips. There's okay, so you got things. me there with the barbecue. Come on, bud. Don't be an idiot. You got me there with the barbecue. I was like, I don't like I was like, I was like, this is a weird hill he's trying to fight right now. I was like, I'll let him die happily, as I always do. <laughs> All right, tell I me, you you tell immediately me. were like, nope, I'm sticking to this one, but Tell me about your fucking honey mustard, Chris, then. Well, they... Because I introduced my wife to honey mustard because it does not exist in this country. Um, Which is weird. For, yeah. There is one honey mustard you can get, but it's done with English mustard. And English mustard is so strong that it just does not taste good. Right. Like, like you know, when you breathe out your nose, it just, like, shoots out your nose. Yeah, it's so spicy. Buddy, these honey mustard Pringles, they might be the best crisp I've ever tasted in my life. Are you serious? And I, and I don't know if it's because maybe American Pringles have like way more salt in them or something like that. Or MSG. Or, uh, yeah, MSG, whatever they've put in it. But the flavoring and the crisp is so fucking good. It's so good. Oh, I got to try these now. Okay, oh. so honey mustard Pringles, you've got big league chew. Did you get any like sour warheads or anything like that? No, I didn't go warheads, but I got the um, sour ropes or whatever they're called the blue raspberry oh the vine yeah um really really sour what the fuck were they called because they weren't called vines they're called vines here aren't they the um oh man that's gone from my brain but they were they were like a luminous blue and they had sour sugar like sprinkled on them yeah yes exactly got a pack of those they're great fuck yeah i love those jolly ranches i got and then i got her swedish fishes which is what i sought out to get originally because she likes Swedish fish, so oh okay, and that's what I got. Swedish fish was just like eating wax to me. Also. I never, I never like Swedish fish either. No, it's not not good. I agree. I, I like suck. I like wine gums. I like sour patch. I don't like Swedish fish. I'm not a sweet tooth guy, which is you know it's kind of funny to be a big fat guy and be like I don't really like sweets, <laughs> but it's true. Uh, I like I like the occasional bit of chocolate. Um, my downfall is alcohol and overeating. <laughs> Man, I haven't eaten anything today. I should have all three meals in one and six glasses of scotch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds great. That's what, I did. that's what I did yesterday. I bet that's what you did I yesterday. Worked, I worked all day in the garden. I forgot to eat lunch. I know I what you do. Tiny breakfast. And then I just ate like two suppers and a, a bottle of scotch and went to bed. <laughs> That sounds amazing. That's good. Uh, All right, well, let's do a podcast before you die, shall we? (laughs) Well, you got plenty of plenty of memories to go through. (laughs) I want to finish Batman before you die. (laughs) Don't count on that. (laughs) All right, let's rush. Maybe we should do two episodes. Oh, wait! I'm going. (laughs) It's never too late.